Another Way to Play, episode 24. Hey, this is Caroline Huo, founder of the Caroline K. Huo Group with KW in Northern California and Orange County. And if you want to learn to make the next chapter of your life better than the last, then you should be listening to Another Way to Play with my good friend, Hans Drazina. Welcome to Another Way to Play, your wake-up call to finally make a difference by creating a life defined by freedom. This is about entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and industry professionals that have left the nine-to-five rat race behind by taking that personal leap from where they were to where they want to be. It's time to stop going through the motions, stop hitting the snooze button on your life, and get the insight and inspiration to make the next chapter of your life better than your last. This is Another Way to Play with your host, Hans Struzina. This is Another Way to Play. I am your host, Hans Struzina, and I believe that if you trade hours for dollars, you will never achieve true freedom in your life. Today's guest is someone who I've been looking forward to bringing on for quite a while. It's Caroline Huo. Uh, She is a top realtor on uh, the peninsula of the San Francisco Bay Area, specifically top 1% in San Mateo County, is part of uh, the top 100 teams in the Bay Area of two years running. And since 2004, she's established herself as a premier agent over on the peninsula. In fact, last year, she sold $74 million of real estate and is on track to break $100 million by the end of this year, 2019. Uh, so definitely excited to bring her on and share her journey in this episode. She's going to share some really cool stuff with us. Uh, One thing that she says, and she tells her kids this, if you aren't happy of where you are, move. You're not a tree. So listen for that. really fantastic advice. Uh, She also uh, gets a little vulnerable and tells us about some middle part of her career, roughly, um, where she was just focused on business, 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 up till one or two in the morning every single night, then was waking up at 6 a.m. to get the kids going. And she talks about some of the health complications that caused for her and then how that was a big pivoting point in her life and ultimately was the inspiration for her to start her team. Caroline, as I've said, is just someone who I am utterly impressed with, always have had tremendous respect for her and her business. So I'm really excited to share the interview with you guys. But before we get to that, as always, I would love to connect with you and uh, get to know you a little bit better. So if you go down to the show notes, check out my Calendly link, get on the schedule and let's have a chat. Um, so that way we can get to know each other. I can hear a little bit more about what you're liking on the podcast, uh, how I can make it better, what I can keep doing more of, and just generally improve improving overall and of course connecting with you so until we connect directly please enjoy my conversation with one of my personal heroes caroline huo caroline thank you so much for being on the show today it's a real honor i've really been looking forward to this interview well it's an absolute honor to be invited and as you know i've really admired your career as an olympian and and i've been following you and you're just a stellar you know, stellar agent and, and consultant for your clients. So um, congratulations on all your success. 
Well, thank you so much. I, that means a lot coming from you. You have been someone I've been following as well. You're on the other side of the bay from me. Yes. Um, and I'm really excited to hear, because I've, I've only known you for a handful of years, but I'm really excited to, to build a little context on your journey and, uh, and to hear where you came from and what got you started. So why don't you build us some context and, and tell us where it all began for you? It's a very long story. I've been alive for 48 years. <laughs> and um, as far as real estate, I've been in real estate for 15 years. And people often ask me how to get started. And I think the passion really started when I was younger. Um, my parents were active investors in Canada. I'm the middle child. And I was always fascinated with design and people and psychology. And uh, when they went to look at land or property and condos, I always asked to join them. And even though I didn't understand what they were saying, I loved the coming together part. I loved the search. I love the coming together of the, all the parties and I love the celebration afterwards. And, and so I told my, my parents I'd either be a designer or a psychologist. And my parents were like, you know, you have to be a good Chinese girl, <laughs> you know, either accountant or lawyer or a doctor. And I ended up studying uh, marketing and advertising in college and uh, went into kind of tech and then uh, started my own baby products company after we had our first daughter. Um, we built that in um, about two years. We were selling to ba Toys R Us, Babies R Us, et cetera, et cetera. But my husband's an architect and he had built large projects and had worked with a lot of realtors in the industry. And he had told me always from the moment we met, you need to be in real estate. So finally, about 15 years ago, I, I decided, well, why not give it a try and haven't looked back. So now it's a marriage of psychology and design <laughs> into a real estate. So you had um, this influence of your parents being in the investment world. So you had sort of a, a general idea of what real estate was like and what sort of an entrepreneurial venture was like. And, and real estate wasn't your first entrepreneurial venture. It sounds like you've, you went out on your own previously. Yes, yes. So I was, um, I was in retail, then I was recruited into a tech consulting company. So I ended up putting together teams for the Y2K conversion. So my clients included Visa and Adobe and Franklin Templeton, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I would always fact find and, re and find out what the companies needed, what kind of teams they needed. And with our recruiters, um, assemble those teams together. And I really loved that. It was very dynamic. And then when we had our first child, Claire, uh, 22 years ago now, we were in Asia and I had, I saw all these products that we didn't have in, uh, here in the States. And I brought them over and people were asking me about them. And I think the light bulb went off. I'm like, why don't we just bring it over? So I created a company with a partner and it was just two of us in my living room, baby on my hip. And we started a company and people said, there's no way you can break even in two years. And not only did we break even, we started getting to the large company. So um, that entrepreneurial spirit, watching my parents. It's something that I've always been interested in. By all accounts, you're, you're at some big firms. You, you know, you're doing very well for yourself. You're kind of following the path that sounds like your parents may have wanted you to follow relative to accounting and all of that. <laughs> getting a good job and getting yeah. in with a really big firm, but then you went out and, and became entrepreneurial when you saw a need in the market. Like, can you talk through that sort of decision-making process early on when you decided to go out and, and bet on yourself in that, in that way? 
Yes. And I think I look back and go, wow, that was really brave. I was very young. I was like 25, 26 years old and told my husband, I said, I don't ever want to have, I have this great idea and I don't ever want to have regrets. I should have, could have, would have. And I always thought, what if? And so it's kind of a lot of um, people ask me, well, how, what accounts for your attitude of you can do this, you can do that. It's like, I just kind of look forward. And instead of saying why you can't, you just ask yourself why not? And um, just kind of put blinders on. And there's a lot of noise coming at you. But if you have a big why and you really believe in what you're doing, it could happen. And you just have to assemble your team to do it. It sounds like you had something that was bigger than baby products or real estate pushing you, how did you, how did you decide what that big why was? And, and how did you know that it was big enough to get you across uh, some of those hurdles that you would have to face? You know, I didn't see myself in an office. I didn't see myself at a desk. Not that it's wrong. It just wasn't for me. And I loved creating and um, to take, like when I was walking, watching my parents to take an idea and then take it to the finish line was very, very exciting for me. And the big why was, gosh, what if we were able to bring this product to so many other clients or any parents that they absolutely need this product? They have, to, <laughs> they have to have it in their kitchen or in their, in their bag. And so it was the combination of let's build something on our own that we can control. Um, let's go on this crazy adventure and try it. Um, let's bring something really valuable to the market and help others. I mm. think if you were to come down to the final three, that would be it. And what was cool was, you know, first year into the business, we were taking a trip in Sun River, Oregon, in, um, in the resort. And I was using a baby product. And this woman came up to me. She was like, oh, my gosh, that is the best product ever. That is my go-to gift for everybody. Where did you get it? I'm like, it's my company. <laughs> That's so that was cool. so cool. <laughs> wow. That must have been sort of like proof, proving to yourself, you're like, oh my gosh, I've actually made an impact in a total stranger's life. Absolutely. And that was like, that checked off the, you know, one of the big whys and it was actually working. And, you know, thinking about the struggles, we, you know, ramen and spam and eggs and ham and cheese a lot of nights when we were doing this and, mm -hmm. you know, packing the packages myself and, driving to the ship, shipyards to receive the containers and it was all worth it. It was fun for me. Fantastic. Um, other than sort of taking that leap in and going out on your own physically, which I think most people would say is somewhat unconventional, maybe less so in the Bay Area and maybe less so even these days, but what's one thing that you tried early on that you thought was very sort of controversial or, or bizarre that someone tried to talk you out of, but you're glad you didn't listen to them? I have a lot of examples of that. Um, and I think when you're doing something that people might perceive as risky or hasn't been done before, your loved ones especially are going to be the ones telling you, don't do it. Don't go out on your own. Don't spend so much money there. Don't do this. Don't do that. So just having that big why what, for whatever you're doing really and putting blinders on, like I said, is, is important. So one example I would give you is early on my career, like 15 years ago, brand spanking you came in and this is before people were remodeling and doing a lot of staging and stuff. I saw a need. I saw the difference between if a seller were to just invest some money 
into preparing their home for sale, that it would generate not just the return, like you know, break even or just a little bit, you know, more profit, mm-hmm. generate an exponential return. So especially, and then I saw trust sales where, or, you know, grandma and grandpa, they just don't have that extra reserve to prep the home on their own. I started doing it for them. Mm-hmm. And I started doing this 15 years ago. So I started fronting my own money and people were saying, don't do it. You'll never get it back. What if they walk? And so I started doing that and our clients were just, you see the relief in their eyes when they go, wait a minute, I don't have to come up with this money. And you say, no, we'll do it for you. And, and it'll show you that I have skin in the game too. And I'm a hundred percent behind you. It, there's that level of trust that they develop with you. There's that level of care, like, wow, this person really cares for me. Um, and they're going out on a limb for me. I started doing that. I, so it's, I think that would be the biggest one yeah. in my career. And that's a, that's a huge thing. Cause I, I still think that, I mean, some of the top teams and a lot of the top brokerages now are, are doing something similar to that. Not as maybe simple or streamlined as you were doing 15 years ago, but I think it's a more common practice now, but you're right. Like if you look back at just the his, historic listings, for example, um, that wasn't common practice even just 10, 15 years ago. And now it's almost what you have to do to, to compete in some of these markets. Yes. Um, yes. So it was yeah. clearly very forward thinking um, and going back to sort of tying your big why into the work that you do. I, had, I have a question going back to the big why. If, because some people will talk about passion versus, um, you know, get, or let's just say passion going out, doing a good job, helping someone in the marketplace versus like taking money, earning profits and, and earning potentially a lot of profits and seeing those as sort of two ends of a spectrum. You can either help people or you can make money, but there's not necessarily, you know, that they don't go hand in hand, but it sounds like you have built your business in both your baby and child product business, as well as your real estate business in doing just that of helping people achieve their goals and their dreams or helping them in some way and also doing quite well financially. And can you, can you talk about that for just a little bit? Cause I, I am curious what you have to say there. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, that makes me want to cry. Um, I truly believe um, that if your intention, your genuine intention is to help others, they will sense it. They will sense whether I'm a paycheck to you or you really care about me. And so I feel that if your focus is on the intention of helping others, the money will come. And so by doing that 15 years ago, by going that extra step and, you know, some, uh, uh, an elderly client needed something and I took two months to do research for her and I didn't even have the listing agreement. Um, by doing those things, the referrals came. Mm-hmm. They started saying, my gosh, this agent, she may be new, but she cares and she got the job done and beyond expectation. So when you, when you show that you care, the money will come. And one of my early mentors said to me, she said, Caroline, don't even calculate the, the commission. So for, 11, 12 years, 
I did deals without even calculating the commission. And when the checks came, I was like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that was a great feeling. And now I run a business. I can't think that way anymore. Of course. The core is still the same, is what is your intention? So, and if you're passionate about something, if you're passionate about whatever you're doing, whether it's real estate or, or rowing or you know, starting a tech company, when you're passionate about it and you love it, the problems, the headaches, the pain, the discomfort, the long hours, they're, they, they're, they become opportunities rather than problems. I have to say, I, you know, being sort of a goal-oriented person, and this is how I operated in my rowing career, and I applied this part of it to, to my real estate career, is you, know, you, you are trying to meet a financial goal or a volume goal. And I remember back in May, I had my first month. It was the biggest month I've ever had professionally. Ah, congratulations. Thank you. And it, and it felt amazing. It was like three times as much money as I'd ever made in a given month. And it was like more than I made almost in my first year. It was crazy. Wow. Um, and I was so excited and I got to the end of the month and I worked really hard. And then I was like looking at my bank account and it had a bunch of zeros in there and like, mm. And it was like, oh, like it was actually kind of a letdown, <laughs> frankly, because I thought like all my problems would be solved. I had all this money. I had all this success this month. Like, but then I realized like it wasn't, I was like a little bit empty because like I was so excited to help these people get into their house or, this, right. you know, sell this house or whatever it was. And I was like, oh, I just kind of want to like get some more deals into contract because I want to like be engaged in the, in the process and helping yeah. people find their place or sell their place. And yeah it sort of went off for me of like, it's not a, like, it is about the money. Like we have to live and we have to run businesses and make profits, but like, it's more about the people. And yeah. that was the big aha moment for me there is when I was sitting, I was actually grilling on my back porch and I had this moment of like, oh, that's what they're talking about for the last three years. And I haven't really understood. That is so cool. Yeah. And not to say that I'm like not focused on money because I have goals for myself, of course, but it just sort of had this transformational experience around making the money and, and, and you know, achieving goals and being financially where I wanted to be. And it's, it's more about helping people and helping them get what they want. Absolutely. And when you have all those zeros in your bank account, you kind of look back and go, well, how did I get there? I actually helped these families like yep. bring those relationships, the building, and because it's stressful, you mm -hmm. know, for these, our clients, these sometimes it's the biggest financial decision of their lives. Yep. And to be able to assist them from beginning to through the finish line, the zeros resulted in that. Right? Yeah. And then and, and we have to have a profit because profit is what you do with it. You know, mm -hmm. we have to have a profit so that we can eventually help others as well. And, you know, profit also equals freedom. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that alone is just what you've said in, in this conversation we've had is worth the price of admission. But, um, <laughs> you know, with you, like you started out as an individual, well, you started out with your, your company, then you transitioned into an agent role out of your uh, child products company. And at what point did you, step into more of a team leader role and start building a team around you? And, and what was that transition like of solopreneur all to team leader? Yeah. So I was an individual agent for 11 years and um, I would say 99.9% .9 of my business was referrals. Became a wow. top agent within the brokerage and, you know, I didn't advertise. So people didn't, I was kind of like a secret agent. Nobody knew 
who I was. It was just well, kind of the referral, just referrals, referrals, referrals. And then, you know, among the agent community, people knew who I was. So I didn't advertise. And then, you know, because of referrals and, you know, Hans, you know, we take it so seriously and take it personally. We want to do a good, good job for them. You know, my mission, in my mind, I was saying, God, family business is how I live. And then, but then I looked at it, it was business, business, business. Mm-hmm. And I had two young children at home. I had a family. It was all consuming because this can be all consuming because you're taking care of people. Um, and it was one moment where I got very, very, very ill. And because of the stress and the time I was working, I was working till one, two o'clock in the morning, getting up at 6.30 and getting the kids ready for, and then doing it all over again. So I felt like every time, every morning I woke up, it was like the pistol, the pistol shot. And then we're just racing, we're just running around that track. And so I got sick and it was a really big wake up call. I took a three month um, medical leave and kind of reevaluated, but I didn't see another way out. So I asked myself, am I good at what I do? Do I love what I do? Do I have an impact? And what am I gonna do to keep doing this that I can still live? and see my children walk down the aisle and like my kids. And so I thought a lot about it and I got, and I just was searching, searching, searching. I read a lot of books. And then I was like, I read the millionaire real estate agent like the second time. First time I picked it up was the, my first week in the real estate. Then I mm-hmm. picked it up again. I read, I'm like, there's a better way. And then I was a- approached by my current brokerage, Keller Williams. I was like, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you. And for three years later, I was like, okay, let's, let's talk. And my eyes opened that like your podcast is another way to play a better way to play. And I'm like, my goodness, for me, that's what I want. This is so smart. I never thought of being in real estate. You always think of it as it's an agent with a nice house and a nice car. That's about it. Right. Mm -hmm. Gosh, you can own a business and help others get to where you are or beyond. No best thing for me is to coach somebody else and have them surpass me. So while having a life and having a real business and a PL and a general ledger and all of that. And so I thought I gave myself a five-year goal and that was four years ago. So mm. four years ago, um, I left the brokerage and where I grew up and, um, and have loved and um, started with Keller Williams and went in the first year as an individual agent Four years later, now we have a team of eight and we have a Northern California team and a Southern California team. That's really cool. Thank you for sharing that vulnerability. I think that that's something a lot of people, especially in the Bay Area, but a lot of these busy, busy, you know, fast paced places maybe experience, but don't want to admit because I think it's a a show of weakness to some is to admit like, hey, I'm stressed. I can't handle this. But I completely agree being able to take a step back, ask for help, take time off, whatever it is to clear your head and everyone's going to be different in that department, but address the fact that like, there's got to be a better way. And that's exactly like you said, what the point of this podcast is, is for people who have come to their realization, like, Hey, there's got to be a better way. And hopefully uh, not everyone has to push themselves to illness or sickness, but you know, hopefully we can catch them before that. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. And then um, as far as, taking that plunge like because I we all sort of can envision what being a real estate agent is or just a slow solopreneur like you're sitting there with your laptop and your cell phone (laughs) calls you're like running around to appointments you're like doing these activities but then 
you sort of said you have like this PL statement and you have this pro you know checking your profit and loss and you're responsible for other people yes. um all of a sudden in their goals and dreams and, and income and that sort of thing and like how does one sort of wrap their head around mentally stepping from like oh it's basically all about me to, oh, I've got a team and I've got to handle this a little differently? Wow. That's a big question. Well, first of all, I think if, if you want to play and if you want to take that plunge, um, if you're not a little scared and think like, oh my gosh, what the heck am I doing? And why am I doing that? Then you're not thinking big enough. So as Bill Gates said, most people um, over, uh, overestimate what they can do in one year and underestimate what they can do in 10. Yep. Love so, that quote. Oh uh, yeah, and I gave myself a five-year deadline. And I have to say that I could not be where I am today without the support of my husband. Um, so I think having the understanding of your significant other and your family, why you're doing, communicating it to them, saying, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing, hang in there with me, and this is my plan. That is so important. Because if I didn't communicate the plan and why I was doing it, then you probably think I'm just a crazy woman. Like, what are you doing? Well, we had a family plan. We had a family goal. So to step into it, uh, why did I want to do it? I had that big why. I want to see, and I wanted to live to see my children and have uh, developed something that could live beyond me. Mm -hmm. And I had a lot of, I think, experience to share. So um, it was important for me to kind of bring people around that share that same vision of client care. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, integrity. We have our uh, mission, vision, values, and beliefs and perspectives. I worked on that first before I did my first hire. Hmm. Um, and we hire to that and we make our big decisions against that. I walked away from a $3 million listing because that client did not fit in our mission, vision, values, and beliefs. Wow. So how did, how did that feel? Amazing. And, and I made that call and I went back to the team. I said, team, this is what I decided to do. I hope you back me off on it. Everybody's like, absolutely. <laughs> you know, we would have been miserable working with this, this party. Mm. So, um, when you hire towards your mission, vision, values, and beliefs and have a team of people on your team, um, that wholeheartedly believe in it, decisions are easy. Absolutely. I, I want to just point something out um, for the audience sake, like through these podcast interviews, we have had, you know, a ton of various people in real estate, out of real estate across the board. And one thing that is common between all of them thus far is knowing themselves. And you have taken that concept a step further and building your mission, vision, values, and beliefs, I believe is what you just said, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and writing them out and then using that as your guide towards decision-making, whether it's hiring, firing, taking a client or not, and then probably how you market and do all the other things that you have to do. Yes. And I just want to say, I mean, Caroline is hugely successful in what she does, and she is telling us specifically that knowing yourself is the very first thing she did before she hired anyone, paid for any marketing, did any of that other stuff. And this is totally something that I think is just crucially important is to, to know yourself and know, you know, what's important to you before you go and make those big decisions on, you know, career shift or a client or whatever. 
it's a living covenant. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. Well, um, having been in the industry for a long time and been in, in tech before that, uh, what's one of the big success myths that you've heard out there? And then how do you know it's a myth? I think, I, I don't know if this is a myth, but it's something that I've heard all, all these years is there's no mm. way you can dot, dot, dot. Mm. That's a huge myth. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know, there's no way you can make people fly. You know, can you imagine if the Wright brothers <laughs> believe <Yep>. that? <laughs> you know, so I think that is the biggest myth. There's always a way. Everything I heard on the, a podcast recently, um, I forgot her name. I would love to credit this to her. She said, everything is figure outable. Mm. I, f- I feel like I've heard that too. I don't know where though. Yeah, it was, it was recently. And I'm so sorry. I, it's a big Italian name and I don't remember it. That's but. fantastic. Well, um, completely agree. I, I, as you know, also invest in rental properties uh, out of state, or maybe you don't know <laughs> that, but I, I do that. And I was looking at a property the other day put, and we ultimately decided to put an offer on it. And it was twice as much money as we had ever purchased a, a property for. And instead of think like, oh, it's too expensive. We can't do this. It's, it's out of our league, blah, blah, blah. I was like, wait a second. Nope. Not my, not, not the right decision, not the right oh. way to do it. Call or emailed the lender is like, how can we make this work? Yes. And he came back, he's like, actually, you were totally qualified to do this. <laughs> um, wow. Here's plan A and here's plan B and here's plan C of how we can do it. And, you know, for the, for the sake of, you know, the audience and the conversation, if hypothetically he said, yeah, that's probably too much of a stretch, but here's what you would need to do in the case that you uh, wanted to do this. Like you need another $50,000 in the bank and your credit score needs to be here or mm. whatever, whatever the thing is. And all of a sudden you now have some new targets and some new goals and that's, yeah. but, but having that initial comment of like, how can we do this? Right. So crucially important. And I, and I just want to make sure that that gets reiterated. Cause I think that that's something that gets lost out there relative to the myth conversation and what you just said. Yes. Oh my gosh. You know, your story just gave me goosebumps. I'm like, so I'm like cheering. I, I wish I could just sprinkle confetti on you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I feel, send me a, send me an iPhone okay. later. <laughs> uh, we're, we're getting sort of towards the end of our time and I do want to re- respect yours, but if you uh, we're talking to someone who um, is in a crossroads in their life, whether they're in real estate or they're working a nine to five or whatever. And they're, they're thinking, you know, this, this may not be the path that I want to do it, or I need to make a change because it's not working. Um, it's not getting me to where I want to be. What advice would you give someone today to, to apply over the next 12 months to get in the direction that they're actually looking to go? Um, I think you touched on it when we we're talking about the MVVBP is really know, it's really be honest with yourself, hold a mirror up and say, why am I unhappy? Sometimes it's not situational. You know, sometimes it's, um, there's a different reason. Think about what you want to do and why you want to do it. It's that big why we keep going. You know, my big why of living to see my children uh, walk down the aisle was my big why. Mm. And put a timeline on it. Give yourself a timeline because if you say one day, 20 years later, you know, and you're still in the same spot, then, you know, you've done nothing. And, and I tell my kids, like, if you're unhappy where you are, move, you're not a tree. 
Mm. You know, you're, you're <laughs> so be open, be nimble, um, explore, ask other people that are in the industry that have seen success in the industry you want to go into. Um, ask people who are similar to you, you know, because my experience may be different from somebody who has a different personality than mine. So it's kind of like those college tours, right? Mm -hmm. so you go to the colleges, you ask people around and you'll find the right fit. And then assemble your, your tiger team. And you may not be the person in the position like I was, you know, I was in the position 10 years ago to do this, to, to make that first hire, but the tiger team could be books. It could be podcasts such as yours. It could be finding a mentor somewhere, somewhere. Assemble and surround yourself with the people that you know would support you in your goals. That's mm. so important. Fantastic advice. I really appreciate all that. Um, I am curious because given your experience, given the timelines you set for yourself and the goals, which it sounds like you're on track for, um, if you had to start over again, going back to day one of, of real estate, um, knowing what you know now, what might you have done differently? Practice speaking, I, I would have started farming early because as I said, everything was referrals and then you just kind of never knew when it was coming. So mm. I would have started farming right away. Number two is, you know, how I was just talking about, you kind of are the sum of the people you, you surround yourself with. Um, I would have gotten into coaching right away. Mm -hmm. So my coach is phenomenal. So I started coaching four years ago. So I have had amazing mentors. You know, Janice Petty with Cobalt Banker, Chuck Suica with Cobalt Banker, and, and Lorelai Calm, and, and so many other mentors. And my, my coach now, Sajai Patel with Keller Williams and Naps Coaching, he's like my drone. Um, you know, above me, under me, around me, ahead of me, behind me. Mm -hmm. and so, um, having a coach and a mentor, I think it quickly would make a big difference. Completely. That mentorship thing is huge going. There's something to be said for kind of going out on your own and figuring it out a little bit, but gosh, if you can get in the slipstream, either join a team or get someone on your team, whether you have to pay them or not. Uh, who can help you is, gosh, that can just accelerate you in such an unbelievable way that you wouldn't even recognize yourself after six months of it. Absolutely. Somebody who's been down that road before mm -hmm. and understands you, understand your business, understand your goals and how to get you there. So absolutely, a coach and a mentor. We are getting to the end, so I am going to transition us over to the final segment of the uh. show. <laughs> I know I, I could really talk to you all day, but I do want to respect your time and uh, you've got more, more properties to sell today. So <laughs> uh, it's the focus five. It's the same five questions that I ask every guest on every show. Uh, so I am really excited to hear what you have to say, because it sounds like you've prepared some good answers. So I'm, I'm excited. I know they're good, but they are prepared. <laughs> Well, well, we'll let the audience be the judge yeah. of that. So yeah. um, first question is, what book have you gifted most often? Uh, Five Stars by Carmine Gallo. Can you give us just, a, I haven't heard of that one. So can you give us a quick uh, overview of that? Well, he interviewed um, the top, top, tops, like um, everybody that's received five stars, not just from real estate. This is from NASA. Um, from the tech industry, SpaceX, they talk about um, Kennedy. It's basically, how do, you, how do you get from an idea to get buy-in 
to get results. And it's the art mm -hmm. of communication and service as well. So awesome. Four Seasons, Ritz Carlton, all of that. So anybody in a service industry or, or a starting business needs to read this book. Well, it's going on my list. Thank you. <laughs> uh, if you could get an hour of somebody's time, past or present, live or dead, and, and ask them as many questions as you wanted, who would it be and why? It would be my hero, who is my grandfather, who's now passed. Um, he was a war hero in, in Taiwan, and he was ended up being the Secretary of Defense. And this past summer, we were lucky enough to go to a small island where he had fought this very famous battle, and there was a museum. And part of that section of the museum was dedicated to him. Wow. And we just kind of in, incognito, kind of listening. And as the guides were taking people through, they were talking about his leadership and how he led the battle and how people who are now in their 90s are still talking about him. So um, I've always had a really close relationship with him. I just wish I had him back for at least an hour. Yeah, to ask him more. Wow, Fan that's a really cool, I saw that on your Instagram, but I didn't know the back <laughs> backstories. That's a really cool story. Thank you for sharing. Sure. What is one thing that you believe that most people would disagree with you on? Um, go slow to go fast. Can you expand on that a little bit? So I'll give you examples. Um, building a team in Southern California. And, and we're in the culture of fast, 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 right? Yep. And for us, it was with Elizabeth, who is now our director of expansion and sales. We knew that's what we wanted to do. But we took two years for her to learn our culture, our systems, our models. And then we took another year to find the right location to hire the right team. And because we get one shot. So we went really slow. And then we went really fast. So we launched January 1st of this year. I've already, they have like six, seven listings already. And so they're on fire. So I think go slow to go fast. That's really fantastic advice. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, can you give us a glimpse of your morning routine and just generally how you start your day? Yeah. So my coach challenged me to the miracle morning last mm -hmm. year because I was getting a lot of, it was getting burnout. And so that really changed my life. And now with our director of operations, Luann, um, we are now accountability partners. So our routine is 5.30 workout. Mm -hmm. um, and so we, we check in each other at 5.30. And then at six o'clock I read, about 6.30 I journal and then I, or meditate, 6.45 I shower, um, 7.30 I get to emails, it's that quiet time before the storm. And then 8.30, 9 o'clock I'm out the door. But that routine, has helped me greatly to center myself and get ready for the day. Amazing. Caroline, this has been fantastic. I really appreciate that uh, all of your answers and the, the thoughtfulness you've brought today. What is the best place that the uh, audience can connect with you the most? I'm not super social on social media. Um, you know, Instagram, I, I've actually taken it private. Um, but I think Instagram, I, I think I can open it up. Um, Instagram would be best. Um, and then we have our, our Facebook. So look me up, Caroline K. Huo and you'll find me. Well, I will link to the Facebook and Instagram in the show notes. So if you care to learn more about Caroline, her business, and just how she's achieved the level of success she's at, uh, find her there. And Caroline, thank you again for all of uh, the wonderful answers and the stories that you've shared and really appreciate it. Do you have any thoughts that you'd like to leave us with before we sign it off? Just do it. It's just be the Nike logo and just do it. Just if don't be scared. You'll regret it <laughs> if you don't. <laughs> 
Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being part of the show and uh, we look forward to having you back sometime. It's been an honor. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into that episode. I hope you enjoyed it just as much as I did. Uh, If you want to connect with Caroline directly down in the show notes, I have linked her Facebook and Instagram profiles. So check her out on both of those social media platforms and see what she's up to there. Uh, And while you're down in the show notes, uh, why don't you go ahead and hop on my calendar uh, so we can have a 15 minute chat so I can get to know you, you can get to know me, uh, and we can talk about uh, what you're like what uh, I can do a little bit better and uh, what I should keep doing so we can make this podcast even better uh, for you as the listener. So until then, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. This is Hans Strazina, host of Another Way to Play, signing off. And remember, make every chapter better than the last. Thanks for joining in for this episode of Another Way to Play, making the next chapter of your life better than your last. For more insights and inspiration to help you make that personal leap, be sure to engage with Hans on social media and get your questions answered right here on the show. Reach out to Hans at ChiefSNAH on Instagram, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Another Way to Play.